Welcome back to another episode of the Cap Rack. It is Thursday, August 20th. Uh, we have 14 MLB games today, uh, four NBA games and two NHL games. Um, starting off with the MLB slate, as usual, we have the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees. Uh, the Rays sitting at 16-9, and nine, Yankees sitting at 16-8. and eight. Uh, So it's a fight for the top of the AL East right now. Uh, John Curtis is going for the Rays, James, Pax- James Paxton for the Yankees. Uh, Curtis is 1-0 and with a 2.84 ERA. Um, he's pitched more than one inning in all three of his appearances this year, um, but never like an actual full-length starter. Um, so the Rays are going to go with more of a bullpen game today. Um, Paxton has been kind of fixing his velocity a little bit, getting it back up to what he's used to. Um, he was sitting low 90s earlier in the year and really uh, relies on his fastball a lot, so it was tough for him to get hitters out. Um, but he's starting to get his velo back after having a back injury. So uh, the Yankees are minus 143 on the money line. The total set at 9.5. Um, I'm going to actually take the Yankees today to get a win against the Rays. Uh, they lost last night, um, but I'd like them to get back on track today, kind of in a bullpen game for the Rays. Um, but, yeah, that'll be the pick for that one. Uh, then we have the Philadelphia Phillies and the Toronto Blue Jays. The first game, the doubleheader, this one's going to be seven innings. Uh, starts at 1 o'clock. We have Spencer Howard, uh, Phillies' top pitching prospect, on the mound, uh, making his second appearance of the year. He left his first start with a, uh, I think it was a blister injury on his finger. Something just popped up randomly. He had to be taken out. Uh, Chase Anderson going for the Blue Jays. Chase is 0-0 with a 3 ERA. Uh, he's made two really good starts so far for the Blue Jays this year. Um, he had a strained oblique and he threw three innings in, uh, both starts. So not going to give crazy length, but it is what it is. Um, Blue Jays are looking for pitching in the back end of their rotation, uh, to kind of go along with the veterans that they've plugged in there kind of as stop gaps, um, as they rebuild their rotation for the future. But the line for this, we have the Blue Jays at minus 121 Phillies plus 104. Uh, I think the Phillies get this one done against the Blue Jays, um, I think the, the, the Phillies hit real well two nights ago against the Red Sox. So they put up about 13, 14 runs, maybe more, um, and beat the Red Sox. They lost yesterday 6-3, to three, um, but I'd like them to get back on track today against the Blue Jays, who aren't really so much of a strong team, and the Phillies have been underperforming. Uh, so I think there's room for them to kind of start breaking out a little bit um, as long as they get some consistency from uh, the, their back-end pitchers and their bullpen. So. Um, we're going to take the Phillies at plus 104 there. Then at 210, we have the Detroit Tigers and Spencer Turnbull against Lucas Giolito and the White Sox. Um, Turnbull is 2-1 and one with a 2.78 ERA. Uh, he's been probably the best starter for uh, Detroit in a, in a rotation that contains Michael Fulmer, who um, had great stuff a couple of years ago, but hasn't really uh, lived up to that whatsoever. Uh, then moving on with Duke, uh, Lucas Giolito, he's 1-2 and two with a 4.8 ERA. Uh, he's allowed 15 earned runs over five starts this season, so not terrible when you really kind of think about it in the in the big picture like that. But he's let up run or eight runs in the first inning, uh, so more than half of his earned runs so far has come early. So if he can kind of get through the first couple batters of the uh, Detroit lineup, I think he's going to be able to cruise against Detroit today. Uh, the line is White Sox minus 177. Um, I like that to maybe throw in a parlay. I wouldn't take it straight only because Giolito has struggled. Um, so far. So yeah, I'm only would really recommend you throwing that in a parlay. I think the White Sox should get this done. They've been owning Detroit all year. Um, but yeah, that's the analysis there. Then moving on at 310, we have the Houston Astros with Christian Javier on the mound against Herman Marquez um, and the Rockies. Rockies are minus 132 on the money line total set at 11 and a half. Uh, for this one, Christian Javier, 
Uh, two and one, the 2.9 ERA started out the season in the bullpen, um, but he's made four starts so far. He's been really, really good. Um, just adding another guy to the Astros bullpen as they try to retool um, losing Verlander to injury, um, losing Garrett Cole to the Yankees. I feel like I mentioned that often, but um, that's the case. You got a guy like Christian Javier to go with like Framber Valdez and Zach Granke and Brandon Belak also, uh, who's been pitching really well for them. Um, and kind of the reason why that they've won close to, I think, seven straight so far. Um, but then moving on to Marquez, he's two and three with a 2.25 ERA. He's pitched five and two thirds innings in each of his last five starts this year. Um, he was charged with three runs on nine hits and six innings against the Rangers in his last start. Um, but he's holding opposing hitters to a two, uh, 227 batting average in 2020. Uh, the line for this one, we have the Astros plus 114, the Rockies at minus 132. Um, kind of a toss-up for me. I think I'm probably going to just stay away from this um, altogether. Then for the second game, the doubleheader, it's projected to start around 5 o'clock. Uh, we have the Phillies with Vince Velasquez on the mound and Trent Thornton on the mound for the Blue Jays. Uh, the Phillies are minus 107, Blue Jays minus 109. Now, while I like to think the Blue Jays take both here, um, it's probably not going to be the case. I mean, it's rare that team wins uh, both ends of the doubleheader, or to predict that it's kind of hard or which game they're going to win. But uh, I like the Phillies in both games here. I already have the pick on Spencer Howard and the Phillies at 1 o'clock, and then at 5 o'clock, I, I think they should be able to beat the Blue Jays here because Trent Thornton um, is kind of a bullpen guy. He's been hurt. He had right elbow inflammation. Um, but he, he was good in his one start this year so far. So uh, I like the Phillies there to take this win in, in both games of the doubleheader. Then moving on to, I believe we have the Mets at 6-10 with Seth Lugo getting a start against Daniel Castano and the Marlins. Uh, the Mets are minus 167 on the money line. Lugo has been pitching out of the bullpen, um, mostly kind of in the later innings of the year. So I don't know how stretched out he is. Uh, to the point where I don't know if I'm going to lay minus 167 on the Mets. I mean, they've been very inconsistent this year. Uh, Lugo's been one of their better bullpen guys. So, yeah, you take him out of the bullpen. Uh, you're going to have to rely on other guys there. And we've known that they had uh, bullpen struggles um, in the past couple of years and earlier this year. So I'm going to stay away from that game altogether. Then at 7.05, the Indians with Shane Bieber on the mound against Trevor Williams and the Pirates. The Indians are minus 275 favorites. The total set at 8. Uh, for this one, Shane Bieber, the best pitcher in the Indians rotation so far, uh, 4-0 with a 1.3 ERA. He's nearly untouchable. Um, and Trevor Williams, 1-3 with a 3.9 ERA, which is pretty respectable, I would have to say. Uh, but the Pirates sitting at 4-16. and 16. Uh, Their lineup just doesn't really score runs. Their bullpen blows up, and they're just not really a consistent baseball team whatsoever. Um, the line's a little steep here. I think the Indians should easily take this, but I'd stay away um, in terms of betting. So. Moving on next, we have the Boston Red Sox and the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Nate Evaldi on the mound against Asher Wojciechowski. Um, the Red Sox minus 140 on the money line. The total set at 10. Um, I don't know. The Red Sox are not a good team. The Orioles are not a good team. And the Red Sox have their best pitcher on the mound today, but I'm going to stay away completely. This could go either way. I'm actually leaning a little bit towards the Orioles, but the fact that uh, the Red Sox have Evaldi on the mound and he's probably – um, like I said, the best pitcher in the rotation, not that he's an ace stacked up to other aces, but he's, he is their best pitcher and he has the ability to kind of show flashes of being able to actually pitch. So I'm going to stay away from this game. Um, scares me a little bit. I, if you want to put money on the underdog, I mean, I wouldn't tell you no. But moving on at 7-10, we have the Dodgers with Clayton Kershaw on the mound against Yusei Kikuchi and the Mariners. Um, I had a play on the Dodgers last night, minus one and a half. They actually ended up losing the game six to three. Um, but Kershaw is 
is backed by a minus 250 money line, um, eight on the total. But he is 2-1 with a 2.65 ERA. Yusei Kikuchi 0-1 with a 5.28 ERA. The Dodgers should definitely take this one. If you want to throw the minus 250 in a um, in a parlay or something, but I think it's just way too much to throw straight on the Dodgers. Um, so I'm going to move on to the next game with the Brewers, with Brandon Woodruff on the mound against Jose Barrios and the Twins. The Twins are minus 115 on the money line. Uh, Brewers plus 100, total set at 9. Uh, for this, we have Woodruff is 1-1 one one with a 3.16. Barrios 1-3 with a 5.92. Um, he's trying to really figure it out. Um, he's supposed to be the ace of this twin staff, but hasn't necessarily been so far. It's been Kenta Maeda, uh, who nearly had a no-hitter. I think he lost it in the ninth inning with no outs um, last time out. But Barrios is really struggling with command here, and the Brewers, rota- the Brewers are really starting to pick it up. Um, they were like – three, four games under 500. Now they're at 500 at 11 and 11. Um, but I'm going to stay away from this until Berrios figures it out. The Twins are the better team, but I don't trust the starting pitcher here. So at 810, we have the Rangers and Kyle Gibson and visiting the Padres with Denilson Lament on the mound. Padres are minus 195 on the money line. Last night they lost on a – or they won on a grand slam by Manny Machado. They just keep smacking grand slams. I think it was very poetic that – um, Machado decided to go deep um, to win the game, walk off Grand Slam against the Texas Rangers after the whole uh, Fernando Tatis fiasco. But um, for this one, the total set at eight and a half. Um, I don't really know what I want to kind of preach about this game. I, I mean, the Padres are definitely the better team. Uh, they're the hotter team. But this is a very steep line to lay here on the Padres. Uh, Lamette has been really good, 2-1 and one with a 1.59 ERA. Uh, but Kyle Gibson's been all right also at, at uh, one and two with a 3.74 ERA. Um, his only start in his career against the Padres was in 2017. He threw six scoreless innings in a 16 to nothing victory when he was with the twins. Um, but this Padres lineup is completely different than it was in 2017. Uh, Manny Machado is now here. I mean, honestly, I'm not even going to go through players because it's just a completely new look lineup. Um, Fernando Tatis wasn't even in the league then, but um, I'm going to stay away from this. Uh, I think the Rangers have the ability to take this game, um, but I'm leaning more Padres, but the line is too big. So uh, then next one, we have Sonny Gray and the Reds uh, against Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals. Uh, the Reds are minus 143 on the money line. Sonny Gray has been absolutely amazing this year. Uh, he's got, he's four and one with a 2.05 ERA. Um, he has a crazy streak of not letting up more than six hits in, I think it's like 35 plus appearances. So, um, Wainwright has also been pretty good, 2-0 with a 1.64 ERA. Um, he won the first game back after the Cardinals had their entire COVID layoff. Um, it was 17 days to be specific, but he tossed five innings, allowed one run on two hits against the White Sox, which is a pretty respectable win. I would say the White Sox have a, a dangerous lineup there in Chicago, but um, I'm going to stay away from this also. It's, it's going to be a pitcher's duel. It's going to be really, really hard to kind of figure out who's going to come through here with the win. Um, given the fact that the Cardinals are just kind of getting back into the swing of it, they put, just played one series against the Cubs before, uh, after returning from their COVID layoff, and the Reds are even fresher off of a COVID layoff because um, had a couple games suspended due to a, po- a potential outbreak, but they should be okay. Probably one of the quicker teams to resume after having a uh, positive test issue. Um, next, moving on, we have the Diamondbacks and the Athletics. Alex Young on the mound for the D-backs. Sean Manaya on the mound for the Athletics. The Athletics are minus 150 on the money line. The total is set at eight and a half. Now, Manaya has not been really good this year. Um, 
He's 0-2 with a 7.65. Alex Young for the D-backs, 1-0 with a 3.86. Um, it's kind of a spot start for the injured Madison Bumgarner. Um, I, I'm leading athletics here only because Manaya has to get back on track at some point. I mean, he's a very good lefty arm for the A's. Um, and the A's lineup is better than the D-backs for sure. Um, I'm going to stay away, I think, um, only because, I, I don't know, the Manaya just needs to be trusted. Um, there's not much more to say. I mean, you got to show consistency before we start betting on your starts. Um, not that they are tied to us by any means, but um, for me to be able to pick the athletics in this spot at minus 150, I think I need to know that Manaya is back and has his control. So I'm going to move on to the last MLB game of the day. We have the Angels with Jose Suarez against Kevin Gausman and the San Francisco Giants. The Giants are actually minus 122 favorites here. Uh, the line is even. Both teams are not very good. Um, I don't know much about Jose Suarez. He's making his season debut today, um, but he had a 7.1 ERA in 81 innings as a rookie last year. So not a great um, bit of stats to go off of there. Uh, Kevin Gosman's a veteran. Uh, he's 0-1 with a 4.2 ERA. He's just going to fill a spot in the rotation for the Giants this year. Um, but in terms of betting, I'm staying away from that today. Then I'm going to move on to the NBA. We have the Heat and the Pacers. Uh, the Heat at one or the game's at one o'clock today. We got the Heat at minus four, um, minus one eighty on the money line. There's two sixteen on the total. Uh, Miami won game one of this series. Um, again, go to Sam's blogs on CapsOnSports.com, Nick's blogs, Mano's blogs. Check out Courts in Session. Uh, the episode is dropping later today. But I guess as we move on, um, I'm going to cover the the Thunder and the Rockets at three forty. Uh, the Rockets are minus two on the money or on the spread, minus one thirty-four on the money line. Then um, you have the total at two twenty-six and a half. The Thunder, I believe, won game one. Um, nope, Houston won game one. Then moving on at six o'clock, we got the Magic and the Bucks. The Magic did win game one. They beat the Bucks in stunning fashion. Um, I don't. I mean, they got out to a quick lead early, and then they held it pretty much throughout the entire game, and were able to uh, to take the win there. And then we have the Blazers and the Lakers. Oh, sorry. Let me give you the uh, the spread here. Bucks again, minus thirteen, uh, minus a thousand on the money line. Total set at two twenty seven. Um, I think the Bucks are going to blow them out here today. But uh, moving on at nine ten, we got the Portland Trailblazers and the Lakers. The Lakers are six and a half point favorites. The Blazers won Game One of this series. Um, Dame is just absolutely on fire. I mean, I, I think. Taking the Blazers plus six and a half here is probably a smart play. The Lakers are one and eight in the bubble so far. Um, but just for the rest of these lines on this game, we got 228 on the total. Um, Lakers 278 on the money line. Blazers plus 225 on the money line. Uh, so that rounds out the NBA for today. Then we're going to move on to the NHL. Uh, two games, the Islanders and the Capitals. The series is 3-1, Islanders lead. Um, we got the Islanders at minus 106 on the money line. The Capitals at minus 109. Uh, total set at five. Uh, check out Sam's picks for these NHL ones. He's been doing a pretty good job with those. Then at uh, 10.30 for the last game on the whole entire slate, we have the Dallas Stars and the Calgary Flames. Um, Dallas leads 3-2 to two in the series. That game's at 10.30. Um, minus 129 in favor of the Stars on the money line. Total set at 5. Um, so that pretty much rounds it up. I'm just going to go quickly through my picks. I got the Yankees money line, minus 143. Uh, the Phillies money line, plus 104 and minus 107 in both games of the doubleheader. Um, and I'm also going to add in the athletics minus 150. I know I said that, I don't know if I trust Sean Mania here, but I definitely do like, um, 
that athletics lineup against a guy making a spot start for the Diamondbacks. The A's are home. Uh, I think they'll be able to get it done here. But anyways, that is today's episode of the Cap Rack. It is Thursday, August 20th, um, and I'll see you tomorrow morning.